0: The RS Travel Club is the best way to get to the biggest motorsport events. Ready-made packages or bespoke itineraries for Le Mans, Daytona, Sebring, the Nürburgring, Spa and Bathurst and many more. We've got them all covered so you can be there. Accommodation, flights, ferries, trains and the all-important race tickets. Our travel partners are APTA and Atoll Bonded so you can book with confidence. Start planning your trip today with the RS Travel travel club at radiolamond.com The VLN on RS3 on RS3 part of the radio show limited network
1: Saturday is a day that gives you options. You can go shopping, you can watch some sports. Best of all, you can stay with us on RS3 and listen to VLN2, the second round of the dedicated long distance championship around the Nürburgring Nordschleife. I'm Bruce Jones and I'm joined by Paul Trusswell. And Paul, delighted to see this morning that uh, unlike VLN1, there is not fog Hanging over the circuit on the Nordschleife. It's a beautiful morning and the fans have turned out in their droves.
2: Uh, Absolutely, yes. And uh, it's good to see because uh, it's always nicer to race on the Nürburgring when the weather is good. Forecast is also good. Uh, And the entry is fantastic, Bruce. 193 cars on the provisional entry list, um, which I think there was 160 on uh, the entry list for VLN1. So you can tell that people are thinking Nürburgring 24 hours. Uh, And this is often the nice thing about the early phase of the VLN season because people uh, are uh, very much more interested in it. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this one because... um the um, the circuit, as you, we saw on the screen a little while ago, looks absolutely beautiful. Um, it's a great entry, um, and we're going to get a proper four hour race this this weekend, as opposed to the last one, which was it was two and three quarters after the uh, the delays and things they had earlier on. Yes, it feels like you've gone out for a run and never quite hit
1: top pace <laughs> because all your plans before before an event are aiming for one thing and then when they're they're interrupted they're delayed at the start and you don't get into your full gate. But just touching on the Nürburgring 24 hours of course massive focus for a lot of these teams but just the fact we've got uh, KCMG for example concentrating now on this championship even removing themselves from other racing series to focus more and more on the Nürburgring. So great to have teams in the Far East coming out to play and uh, fans all over the world like to see those GTR Nismos don't they? Fabulous things.
2: It's a funny thing because... um, beginning of the year when the VLN announced this change to the BOP and reduced the SP9 cars, the GT3 cars, by what was it about five percent of power, um, give, taking them about um, 15 brake horsepower down on the straights, um, upset quite a lot of people. And um, the Wockenfels team, Monschau team for, for the Ferrari, um, Rinaldi Racing, decided they didn't want to play anymore. So uh, they actually kind of extricated themselves from the VLN, and there was a lot of doom and gloom around. Um, and yet, and yet, as you say, Casey. MG is showing an interest, um, you've got Hyundai coming in with the, uh, with the Veloster uh, running as a new TCR class car, um, that's going to run as SPX rather than a TCR class car, um, but uh, I think that's um, going to be nice and exciting as well, um, to see how much interest there is in the VLN still, despite all the little tweaks and changes that have gone on.
1: Yes, when when I'm trying to think which driver in particular was really throwing the toys out of the pram about as early on, but it settled down and and as you say, 193 on the provisional entry list, more than more than 20 GT3 cars at the front end of the field, SPX in there as well as you mentioned, but uh, just looking down the list, absolutely fantastic entry, and we've got a little flurry of rain has just arrived as the cars are going around on their formation lap, and talking of going around, we've had a spinner. But uh, Spinner, not a sinner, managed to get it going again. That was number 285, which is a Manheller racing Toyota GT86. No damage done. But in fact, looking at the shots, it's, um, it looks like the temperature's come down as well. I, I was trying to work out if that was rain that was almost snow. It was the Miltec Motorsport uh, GT86 going around. But uh, again, with slightly long shots, suddenly what had looked a glorious morning in the Nordschleife is now looking a little bit trickier. Already, of course, the start drivers in their cars going around to the grid, but on the Grand Prix loop, not the full Nordschleife bit. That is where the rain is falling. We'll look at cameras further around the circuit, but it's uh, it's hail. It's turned to hail. So that will give you a guidance as to the fact it's just just on the warm side of snow. But uh, as Paul, you've been to the Nordschleife many times. You get many sorts of weather. In fact, you were even
2: staking it out last weekend. I, I was, guess. I was doing my homework last weekend, yes. uh, For other reasons, I was in the area and uh, it seemed um, an opportune moment to go down and avail myself of some tourist laps. Uh, Quite a bit of the circuit's been uh, resurfaced, uh, not since I last been there. The whole place has been resurfaced since I was last there because that was about 20 years ago. But uh, um, coming through the Hatzenbach and down towards the Fuchs uh, there is um, some new surface down there. Um, But you're right, the weather can be uh, very fickle in the mountains um i said earlier on that um it was bright sunshine we saw bright sunshine um the forecast is for continually changeable conditions actually for the rest of the afternoon with some uh, possibility of some sleet and as we saw some hail there on the screens a moment ago now I think, um, hopefully, the, the problem is with weather like this is that uh, because temperatures are fairly low, the temperatures are um, barely 4, 4 degrees centigrade, so uh, fairly low temperatures. So any moisture which does come down is going to mean uh, that there's very little grip around and um, really an opportunity for people. Um, another car off on the inside on the Grand Prix loop there. Car 91 shed by Friedhof's Alex
1: and Max but again these cars going back on the circuit but it just shows early in the season, early in the lap, early in the day, maybe they're trying to compress all the sorts of weather you might have in the (laughs) Nurburgring 24 hours into this four hour race But uh, whereas two or three minutes ago we saw rain coming down a little more heavily at the the kink going down effectively behind the paddock it's uh, light rain rather than heavy rain that's easy for me to say though But, uh, oh, number 91 did actually suffer some damage, and it looks so it's cracked against, this is the Porsche we're talking about, the Friedhof uh, brothers' car. Left-hand side, rather
2: tattered. Looks so that's actually clashed with a tyre wall rather than another car. Yeah, some smoke coming as well from that front left, but I think it's probably just where the body works rubbing against the tyre as opposed to uh, any damage to... pipes or radiators <clears> up at the front of the Porsche there, but uh, yeah, it's not the sort of thing you want to do at the beginning of a four-hour race, so uh, the, the uh, Friedhofs will um, possibly just be coming straight back into the pit lane. This is on the Grand Prix loop, so they can come back into the pit lane, um, and this is uh, still opportunities for them to work on the cars in... Uh, on the grid but um, I don't reckon the track is getting wet at all I think the main issue is cold tyres yeah
1: no I, I, I would concur with that I, I keep staring at the screens trying to work out if it's actually just changing to snow yeah, but uh, water. yeah water coming out of the side of the number 91 Porsche so uh, that's not good you thought it might have got away without uh, snagging a pipe but I think uh, a little bit of compression to the front end let's just talk you through the, the front qualifiers the fastest cars the uh, Monteplast number 29 Audi, shared by Christopher Meese and Rene Rast, just a whisk- at the time. Exactly, just a whisker over eight minutes. Eight minutes zero point uh, zero seven six seconds. Cars still leaving the pits, and that put them just slightly clear of the Falcon Motorsport BMW, shared by Peter Dumbreck and Jens Klingman, and keeping the variety going. Car collection, put their Audi with Frank Stippler. And Pierre Kaffer, third on the grid. And and Stippler's going to be a busy boy. He's also down to drive the
2: car that qualified fifth, which is the Phoenix
1: Audi. So It
2: was Kaffer who qualified the uh, number 32 car, the car collection car. And Stippler was in the Phoenix car during qualifying earlier this morning. Um, So Stippler finishing up uh, fourth and sixth But it was actually the sixth place car that Stippler was driving, Pierre Kaffer, uh, another Nürburgring specialist, um, going very well indeed in the car collection car, um, which I suspect is going to be predominantly Fred Vervish and Pierre Kaffer, and I suspect that uh, Stippler will concentrate on the Phoenix car, um, for there are only two drivers down on my list to drive the Phoenix car, Uh, in addition to Frank Stippler, Vincent Kolb uh, being the other driver.
1: Other manufacturer variety, a Mercedes in 6th on the grid, the HTP Motorsport car, Maxi Gertz, Christian Hohenadel and Lance David Arnold, Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini, so often a feature in the last year in particular, with uh, car number 7, that is, and that's got uh, Michele Di Martino and Tom Coronel. Uh, so plenty of variety there, but BMW looking strong, and uh, 12 months ago they won VLN2 at Rover Racing, Conor De Filippi and yes, Jesse Krohn. De Felipe was on good form, finishing third in the opening round this year, so uh, still got a handle on the circuit. But I think a big factor today is simply going to be what sort of weather comes our way well, and when.
2: <laughs> yes, I mean, I think one of the good things about the VLN1 race, Bruce, because it was this two and three quarter hours compressed event... Um, was that it meant that the team's normal kind of strategy was thrown up into the air a little bit because they're used to the four-hour races. They're used to it being a three-stop race. They're used to it being, let's say, 28 laps because normally we get about 28 laps in four hours. Um, whereas the first round was, was something a little bit different because it wasn't that. It was only two and three quarter hours. Yeah. They they had to select a slightly different strategy um, and it meant that they could be a bit more choose- about when they came into the pits and how much fuel they put in at the pit stops in order to try and do things a bit more cleverly. So I think in some ways, um, having that... Uh, race as an earlier uh, uh, was a good way to start the season because it means this is the first proper four hour race, and we 're going to be seeing probably seven lap stints, and as I say that 'll be about an hour uh, per tank full of fuel but of course, remember the rules in the Ln: the longer you go on your tank full of fuel, the longer you have to spend in the pit lane that 's the way the regulations uh, are, define the minimum pit stop time, so the, the pit stop time is dependent upon the stint that you 've just finished. Except for the um, except for the final pit stop, which is dependent upon the um, the distance to the end of the race. So uh, we'll uh, see how that one pans out. And uh, as I say, it is going to be four hours. Bruce,
1: weather report important to have people on the ground out in among the trees. It is actually snowing at the Lurber Green. Thank you very much for David sending that over on um, Skype. At present, it's melting. Hopefully, it stays like this. Now, hopefully, it warms up and we get a dry circuit, but uh, they're going to have a look on the inspection app, apparently, and just check uh, if there's any snow anywhere on the track. But I sort of feel that should be part of the deal. If you're racing the VLN, you take what comes your way. You're, you've got a challenging enough circuit. Get on with it, but that's just me being rather spartan about <laughs> the whole thing. But anyhow, so they're going to investigate that. Thank you very much, uh, for David, for letting us know. Do keep the messages coming.
2: So uh, the leaders of the championship at the moment are the combination of the key team that won the first round because uh, 23 starters there were, I think, in uh, the SP9 class. It was certainly the most populous class. And because, again, the way the points work, you get more points uh, in your class if there are more cars, more starters in your class. So Nikki Katzberg, Marco Wittmann, and John Edwards currently leading the championship by virtue of having won the first round outright, but also because the SP9 class was the most populous class That is not the case in uh, this weekend's entry list, Bruce, because I think it's the uh, BMW M240 Racing Cup class, which is the most populous uh, this time, uh, which is the Cup... Five. Uh, eight, yes, I'm quickly shuffling um, papers to find the. Lamington actually, chart. no. There's 22 no. in Cup Five. There's 27 cars in the V4 class. So, um, within the uh, the V4 class, that is the most populous, uh, and so that will be scoring the most points uh, if you can win that class. That's for the two to two and a half liter production cars. Effectively,
1: BMW 325i's that, yeah, that sort of fills that class. So ready for kick-off at the top of the hour, and uh, just again waiting live shots to see if we can pick up snow anywhere else around the circuit. But uh, earlier in the day, when it was sunny on the grid and everyone was thronging around, people sitting in the grandstands, not having to huddle up, it all looked quite good. Coffee in hand, just taking in the sights and no sounds at that point, but just the scenery at the the Nordschleife waiting for it to kick off and uh, suddenly the the images are rather grey more people seem to be wearing black jackets up and down the pit lane and the whole demeanour appears to have um, fallen away somewhat as we prepare for this event but hopefully we'll get the full four hours and uh, very very much looking to that so 12 o'clock Central European time 11 o'clock if you're listening in the UK or the top of the hour effectively (laughs) top of the next hour wherever you are on the planet so just over half an hour remaining
2: unless you're in India or one of those places Oh yes which, a half hour difference. Have a half hour time difference as opposed to a whole hour time difference. Yes, I very nearly got caught out by that. Right in the southern tip of uh, Argentina there was
1: a half hour time change and I'd been around for for ages ahead of waiting to catch a coach
2: and I very nearly missed it despite a sort of 5 hour <laughs> standby. Um, um, the other car that uh, I wanted to pick out, uh, we were talking about it a little bit uh, over breakfast, uh, Bruce, um, is the other car running in the SPX class, the 52 Numbered Black Falcon Mercedes. Uh, it's got Adam Christodoulou, Thomas Jaeger and Dominic Bauman uh, as the driving strength But they're running as an SPX class car despite the fact that it's a GT3 Mercedes So it's a GT3 Mercedes but not as we know it. Is that But what not we as gather? we know it, yes quite. Um, all I can find out is that um, they are testing some parts that are not homologated Which is why they're not running as a GP- GT3 class car. Now this is me now speculating what that could possibly mean Um, but it doesn't make any sense at all, to my mind, to be testing things uh, for 2020. At this point in the season, what you want to be doing is to test things for the Nürburgring 24 hours, Um, and so I suspect that whatever Black Falcon are up to, they've got an eye on the 24 hours, Um, and as far as the car homologation is concerned, I think that can only be tyres, so it may be that they're running tyres which are not... um, in conformity with the VLN regulations, and therefore um, they will have a little bit more flexibility, and they'll be looking at how these tyres wear um, over a full hour stint and how uh, they perform relative to everybody else. Now, conditions clearly um, not very uh, suitable to, for testing tyres because it's freezing cold. But uh, um, anyway, it'll be interesting to see how the Black Falcon uh, Mercedes goes. He qualified. Chris qualified the car ninth quickest on the grid so he'll be uh, lining up on the fifth row of the grid uh, alongside him will be Rudy Adams at the wheel of the number 35 Valkenhorst BMW and uh, so we'll see how the Black Falcon Mercedes gets on meanwhile at the front it's going to be uh, a uh, interesting to see the battle Uh, between the pole position car which was pole position at VLN1 and Chris Meese and Rene Rast with the uh, Monteplast entered or sponsored Lant entered uh, Audi R8 Uh, and they sharing the front row of the grid with the Falcon Tyres BMW the M6, Jens Klingman and Peter Dunbreck. Falcon Tyres sometimes very suitable for Nürburgring-type conditions,
1: aren't they, Bruce? Uh, Yeah, you suddenly see, and also what's great is that they run two different makes of car and if it's working on both of them, that that really is the proof of the pudding. Um, But just one thing a little bit interesting there, Paul, I was just looking at a long shot down to the starting grid, yes, thinking, yes, it's definitely snow, and then I saw it actually not falling, but rising in front of the camera, (laughs) because I was trying to look for wind conditions, in fact, almost no wind at all, when you look at the marshals standing at the side of the circuit with their yellow flags to guide people left or right, their flags are absolutely just standstill, so a little bit of... Blustery weather, maybe just around the end of the grandstands there over the start-finish straight. But uh, the encouraging sight is the fact that uh, we have a whole gag of cars waiting to get into position. Crone Racing, hidden among uh, the runners, car number seventy-eight, which is uh, a Porsche. Tracy Crone and of course, if you have Tracy, you have Nicholas Jonsson, They've driven together. For, what is it now? Is this the fifteenth season? Oh yes, something, something like of that, that yes. ilk, and they're yes. racing in um, the SP Seven class. So again, yet more driving as a pair I mean Tracy, Tracy just can't shake off this racing bug can he he just <laughs> simply loves it and for Niklas a very affable Swedish driver it's, it's been he's been such a good partner for Tracy and all their racing exploits start delayed the message had just flashed up so uh there we were, feeling slightly smug earlier, thinking, Haha. <laughs> for VLN1, they had the fog. We're fine. We've got sunshine.
2: We don't have the sunshine anymore. Uh, um, what is not uh, vouchsafed to us at the moment is how long the start, start is going to be delayed for. Uh, We've got a shot earlier on on the screen of the uh, PW Golf, the GT tyre motorsport uh, <laughs> VW Golf, which is uh, uh, one of the great things about VLN is that there is a tyre war. Um, as far as I know the GT tyre uh, car does now have GT tyres on it. Um, need somebody down there local on the grid to confirm that, but uh, there was a time when GT was purely a sponsor, uh, a sponsor of that car. They didn't provide the tyres but I think now they are providing tyres. Um, so uh, in addition to um, the many teams who are using uh, Michelin, the Quite a few that are running in Dunlops. We've also got uh, Falcon tyres, obviously Yokohamas, uh, and plenty more other manufacturers out there, um, all testing the limits of the uh, performance of their tyres. Uh, We're advised now that uh, Race Control is in the process of checking the track uh, to ensure that uh, none of the snow that has fallen has settled. Um, I'm an optimistic sort of chap but I don't think it will I don't Um, think so I
1: mean the fact I said that I spotted the snow going upwards it shows uh, it's it's swirling as uh, much as anything else but on the start finish straight it's in the sky it's not on the track Um, we haven't seen shots from the far side of the circuit as yet wouldn't expect to at this point before the cars go out but of course it's quite a distance from A to B
2: Okay the uh, indication is that I'm now being given is that the start will go on time at twelve o'clock um, That slightly contradicts the message we had on the screen saying that it would be delayed. Um, So certainly at the moment, Bruce, I see no reason why we shouldn't be able to uh, get the race underway on time. Uh, Hints that the sun is breaking through, and uh, even though it is bitterly cold, as I said earlier on, three to four degrees Celsius is the temperature, but uh, it's certainly, uh, when the sun does come out, it doesn't suggest at all that there's going to be a... um, it doesn't suggest at all that there's going to be um, any snow settling. Um, I think the message came up on the screen to say the start delayed was purely to us that race control were checking. going out yeah. and checking what was going on. So uh, so every indication. The only problem is, because the Norge driver is so long, if they're going to get the race underway at 12 o'clock local time. They do really need to start the formation lap at about 22. Um, so it's it's bizarre to think of a 20-minute formation lap, but they do really need to get that underway at 22, which is in five minutes' time. Well, they've so got to
1: get the inspection vehicle out of a snowdrift at Expoola, apparently.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, once they've uh, got that... But the sun's are shining now, you see, and as soon as the sun shines, then... Um, All is fine again. D- I think that's official. Uh, quite little bit of uh, jiggery and pokery going on for uh, car number 501, which wanted to join a grid that it didn't belong to. Um, the, uh, that's the um, Opel Astra of Tobias Jung, Christian Ruszynski and Francois Wallace. And uh, the, of course, because it is a, um, a three-part grid, again if you've not watched a VLN race before the grid starts uh, there are three separate grid starts with the cars in different classes starting uh, in different grid formations they start some of them on what you would regard as the normal Formula One grid Uh, the second group then start back um, or form up um, back on the little cut-through route that joins the Nordschleifer onto the Grand Prix loop and then the third group starts a little bit behind that. They set them off then behind three separate safety cars and start eventually some two and a half minutes between each starting group. Um, so, as I say, with so many... Uh, cars on the grid. You can't really afford to get 190 cars all starting together, so they split them into three groups of 60 ish, and uh, then we can get the race underway. But uh, as I mentioned, it's, uh, it could well be that we do have a, st- a slight delay purely as a result of having to clear the grid, and there's still a large number of people on the grid. But with the prospect of the formation lap starting. Within the next five or 10 minutes, I would suggest, the pole position Lant, Audi, Lant Motorsport entered Audi, uh, invisible as we were looking down at the grid there, but the Falcon tires, Miami blue colored BMW alongside it, presumably in the hands of Jens Klingmann, as he was the guy who set the starting time at the wheel. So the start delay board is still being shown and one doesn't yet we also haven't yet heard whether that means that there is going to be a reduction in the race distance or whether they're gonna be still running to the full four hours.
1: Yeah, I mean we feel we're getting this on the hoof. I I think we can generally be fairly optimistic that we will get away close to time, which obviously is the sort of news we want to hear having extolled the virtues of having the full four-hour race to really get <laughs> stuck into their tactics because uh bill 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 towards the Nürburgring 24 hours and the best news is the fact that suddenly the sun has reached the grid so uh, a bit of spring in our heels as we uh, look into what lies ahead theoretically just over 20 minutes until this race should be underway so with your reckoning Paul that means they should be heading out onto a formation lap fairly soon that said the the mean appear to be about a thousand people on the grid who need to get off it before the cars can set off i may just be being rather old-fashioned yes
2: certainly the uh, the clearing of the grid hasn't yet got underway properly. I think there are some uh, spectators that would be encouraged to leave. Uh, Of course, as always, there are certain team members that need to be there and they need to be sorted from the the rest, as it were, and uh, with uh, such a large grid of cars. And um, the very open nature of the paddock at the uh, VLN means that there is uh, a... Uh, a huge number of people that come down i think it's 15 euros is the uh, uh, admission price to get into the paddock and that enables you to participate in uh, this grid walk it enables you to get into the paddock uh, and it also enables you to get into this main start finish grandstand overlooking the pit so um, very good value for money the rest of the north driver itself is uh, pretty much free um, to get to but i think i think one of the beauties paul is the fact you can get you can wander onto the grid with a coffee and a
1: and a verse, and you've got 193 cars to look at so so much variety in every sort of car we just mentioned the number 501 opel astra just coming into its own class at the back but it sort of ranges from that right the way up to you know the, the cutting edge sp9 stroke gt3 runners at the front all the top teams come out and play the growth of the cars at the front end has been the real story of the vln the last two or three years i'd suggest you know a handful of years ago there'd been three or four top teams and then the rest coming out to play to the best of their abilities but now I mentioned earlier, KCMG, you know, based in Hong Kong, entering two cars in this, and the sheer diversity of machinery as well. But that's also the growth of SP9 stroke GT3.
2: And it's a funny thing. Somebody was um, putting forward to me a theory a little while ago that a lot of it is due, um, and you may laugh at this, but a lot of it is due to virtual racing. A lot of it is due to um, the fact that suddenly people were getting Nordschleifers appearing on their computer um, and they didn't realize that it existed. They they knew about this old racetrack that wound through the hills, they thought it closed back in 1976 when the Grand Prix stopped going there. uh, And that now all there was was the new Grand Prix loop. They didn't realise that this circuit still existed. I thought it was too good to be true. And as i say it then appeared on all these racing games and then people started to be aware of the thing called the vln um the series of nine races which takes you uh, um into uh, takes you through the championship season but also then what the vln did was to align themselves with the uh, nurburgring 24 hour race uh, and so that in order to get your license to run at the nurburgring 24 hour race you had to compete in a certain number of vln races uh, and then also by doing well in the VLN races, you also get into the Super Superpole um, top 40 shootout for grid positions for the Nürburgring 24 hours. And all of that just adds to the popularity and the knowledge and the general awareness of the whole VLN series. Um, and, you know, the, the, the evidence is out before our eyes at the moment, you know, the huge and, success of the
1: series. And here we are with it being streamed all around the world. Running on RS3 today. Very busy weekend for Radio Show, Show Limited. Um, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday—it's go, go, go all around around the globe. But hopefully, for us for us on RS3, we will be go, go, go here at the Nurburgring very soon indeed. The start was due to be about 16, 17 minutes from now. May not be the case. It may be slightly delayed. And if you're just uh, dialing in, just starting to listen to the broadcast, we're not going to get away bang on time there's been a flurry of we thought at first rain a few cars going for rotations but then it turned out to be light snow over the Nürburgring not settling on the start finish straight and now people are being encouraged to leave the grid and that in itself Paul is, a, is an encouraging uh, sight. not just because we get to see the cars in all their beauty but the fact that something is clearly about to be underway.
0: Und einer... So,
1: so-
2: Yes, I mean, uh, it is going to get underway relatively soon. I think the thing that, 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 that there's two aspects to it. Uh, One is, is it going to still be a four-hour race or is it going to have, I mean, there is no curfew curfew as such at four o'clock, but that it may be that uh, the race, um, because of various um, other requirements, is uh, needs to be finished at four o'clock. Um, so that, that's the first thing. Is there going to be an extension um, on to keep it at a four-hour race? But the other thing that concerns me is the weather forecast for the rest of the afternoon, because um, I don't think we're out of the woods yet necessarily, uh, and that there might be a little bit more snow around.
1: Well, our, our good pal DC, or David as we call him, has just uh, sent another great message through on Skype. 11.45 uh, will be the start of the 10-minute countdown. So overall, because of that and the length of the formation lap, start will be delayed by 15 to 20 minutes. Thank you very much, David. So, uh, yes, as we could see, the process of clearing people off the grid so they could head out on that formation lap. Of course, that doesn't supply us with the answer about whether we will have the full four hours or if it will have its tail chopped off. But uh, we will wait and see. But the good news is it looks so like we're going to be underway very soon indeed
2: I think the assumption the working assumption must be that if there if we're not told anything to the contrary uh, it is going to be a full four-hour event so um, I think that's um, uh, something that we should be uh, planning on and uh, keeping our fingers crossed that it is going to be a full four-hour race
1: so just to reiterate the VLN goes from strength to strength at the moment. 190 plus cars entered for this the second round of the season just two weeks since the first one and uh, we thought we might have been heading to uh, drier circuits warmer circuits but uh, in the Eiffel mountains the weather can manifest itself in many ways in fact many ways in one single day we have April showers they have April showers But their showers have snow in them and hopefully that has now abated light blustery wind not not consistent around the circuit, but the good news is slight delay at the start of VLN2. But for me, Bruce Jones, and Paul Truswell alongside me, uh, we're looking forward to the racing action coming our way very soon indeed. Lots of different manufacturers at the top. Audi, BMW, Audi, BMW. Those are the front two rows. Audi, Mercedes on row three. Lamborghini, BMW, row four. Mercedes, BMW, row five. And uh, the inside of row six, a Dodge Viper. Your own Blake and shock horror, had a weekend off. Uh, a short while ago, because uh, one of their cars was damaged, one of the cars he races, but uh, he's flown up from Monaco, about to compete, and of course he's uh, had quite a rich history with Vipers and uh, firm fans. The American, the German fans always like a, a big American uh, V10 in their field, don't they, they Paul? They've uh, always had a soft spot for sort of large-engine cars, and with the engine out front, all the better.
2: I think it's always nice to have variety, isn't it? And, uh, you know, we we do have that between... Uh, and a balance as well as variety, uh, and we certainly do have that. We've got, uh, as you say, Audi, BMW uh, at the front of the grid and uh, a good mixture continuing behind that. Um, Slight lack of uh, Italian influence, although there is the Conrad Lamborghini, um, but uh, apart from that, it's uh, pretty dominated by BMW, Porsche, uh, Mercedes and Audi as the uh, mainstays at the front of the grid. So it seems I have to keep giving you weather checks
1: now, just as they're about to get going. What's arrived on the start-finish straight? Snow and a bit of wind. Have wind coming from the northeast. Oh uh, gosh, it as well I think. Uh, much more of it. This is as heavy as we've seen at any point. We don't know because we haven't got cameras at the far end of the circuit how hard it was snowing there to start with. We were feeling quite confident. People still being cleared from the grid, but. Uh, the drivers largely will be closing the doors unless they're worried about their windows steaming up because they want to keep what vestige of heat they have in the cockpit inside. But now we've got, uh, yes, up on the Grand Prix loop, we have uh, the, the snow coming in and with wind as well. So suddenly things going backwards rather than forward. But we've had no further message saying they're not going to set off on the formation lap. In fact, uh, passenger getting on board the Porsche sitting in front of the, co- in front of the grid. Just waiting for the driver to get on board as well. So it looks like they're going to head out and see what's out there. But I don't want to second guess that. We'll have to wait and uh, discover exactly what is happening. So this one
2: swung back and forth several times, Paul, ahead of the start. And as you say, it's not unknown for uh, this kind of weather. You're fairly high up. You're about 2,000 feet up in the mountains here. So uh, whilst you may just have a rain shower uh, down a little bit lower down in the valleys, it uh, does turn uh, to snow further up. But as we keep repeating, the problem is not necessarily the snow in the air. It's whether it settles on uh, not just the track, uh, but also on the runoff areas uh, alongside, because that's where... uh, all of a sudden um, it does start to become a danger when you have runoff areas and there are few and far between anyway at the Nordschleifer, but if they've put a runoff area there uh, and it's got uh, either snow or ice on it then it ceases to have any purpose at all as a runoff area so they'll uh, um, I think that's going to be the main danger
1: yeah and, and for all the drivers uh, of any experience of racing in the uh, cold wet weather they need to stay off those curbs because while the track might be dried if it stops, stops snowing that any moisture sits in those curbs and hopefully they're not often used but when you do you suddenly find you just don't have the grip that you, you would have had on the track and uh, we will have gyrations we've already had several cars spinning on, on their outlap just to go around the Grand Prix loop to come to the grid so really that was in the three 3 mile section early on plenty of space plenty of run off there but we had a few cars going around the number 91 Porsche uh, had a smack on the side and was leaking fluid. That was uh, shared by Axel Friedhoff and Max Friedhoff. And uh, whether they can effect any repairs on that, they may just decide, actually, <laughs> we've looked at the repair, we could do it, but if it snows setting in for the day, perhaps we'll wait for VLN3. Let's not well, second guess, but they did limp back to the pits.
2: I mean, as I, as I was mentioning a, a moment ago, I mean, if the conditions are mixed then it certainly is going to be a challenge, Um, I mean looking at what we can see of the circuit, uh, it's not a damp circuit but uh, uh, whether you want to be on full slick tyres or not, uh, I'm not really sure, you might well want to be on a slightly intermediate tyre if you have one available to you. Uh, On the other hand, a particularly soft race tire might actually be the best thing to get heat into the tires and if there is no standing water out there because the snow is merely being blown away from the circuit it might not be affecting the race surface very much at all but uh, still waiting for clarification as to what is going to happen. Cars are pretty much ready to go now but of course they will be on slick tires for that is what they were uh, set to be on Um, so we're going to have to wait and see Bruce.
1: Yep, listed as 12:15 local time. Race starts. The uh, cameras on. Oh gosh, just as they were about to, uh, looked all set to leave the grid. Looking down the run back to the pits is suddenly the long shot is more white than scenery. So the snow is really fall, uh, falling on the run towards the Brems curve at the end of the long, long straight. The run from Nurburgring village effectively back to the modern complex and. Uh, It is uh, now just arriving. That same flurry has arrived at the back end of this 190-car grid. But still, people looking to the front of the grid to see if there's any further signal. Further back in the second batch of cars, Paul, I noticed there's still quite a lot of people hanging around. So they haven't been hurried off the grid. So there's a lot of waiting, a lot of listening trying to work out uh, when exactly this is going to be underway. Still listed as a 12.15 start, but I have a sneaking feeling that is going to keep changing. That said, the backside of the Grand Prix circuit, the low area behind the paddock, the the kink, hardly snowing there at all. So it's just arriving on the wind, the higher ground, maybe the lower parts of the circuit might be okay. But uh, again, whenever shown a long shot, the sky cannot be seen because the sky is white, the sky is just hanging there.
2: But this is this is the issue isn't it because it's already well delaying the start but you get the race underway and, and then this uh, there's going to be another uh, flurry there's going to be another belt of uh, of this uh, very light snow. I mean it's, it it does look spectacular because of the way that the cameras are set up but uh, it's uh, as I said before, it's not sufficient to my mind to actually wet the circuit. I mean we can see the track, um and it looks bone dry to me. it will be very slippery, but it's not wet.
1: I've just been driver's just been shown aboard again, and I just want to reiterate, I, I said the sky was white, but what I, I mean by that is the fact that it was a very long shot. So if you if you're shooting from the side across the circuit but not taking a long shot, just a regular shot, it's not snowing as much, but it's definitely snowing. It's not not big flakes. It was only one step up from rain. We saw it metamorphosed from uh, rain to snow. Um, yellow flag being hung out of the uh, Porsche safety car window. Still a few drivers with their doors open on the grid, including the uh, Sch- Schnitzer BMW that's sitting second. And the weather is changing by the minute. Where we didn't have visibility a minute ago, we now do down the long, long run back towards the pit. So fingers crossed. <laughs> but it's changing backwards and forwards. So VLN1 2019 delayed by fog. Start delayed. We were feeling pretty pleased with ourselves earlier, thinking, well, we've got lovely spring sunshine, people in milling around on the grid, and now the people in the grandstands are retreating to higher ground to get under the awning, whereas before they were sitting there with pretzel and coffee ready for what lies ahead. But uh, right now it's a very different scene
2: But the very fact that the weather changed, worsened so rapidly means to my mind that it can also improve again very rapidly. And uh, as I say, I think the the issue I have just looking at my little weather app is that the the, the forecast is much the same for the rest of the day with uh, no real rise in temperature over the whole of the rest of the day. Uh, And that means that any little showers like this are going to uh, be falling as uh, snow flurries and sleet flurries. indication there that uh, there is now a little bit of dampness beginning to form on the circuit um, they're going to have to start the uh, formation lap within the next two minutes by my reckoning uh, if they're going to get the race underway by 12:15. that was the last message and nothing no further message has been received since then that 12:15 is not going to be the uh, restart of the race or sorry the the, the 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 renewed notification of the start of the race it's not a restart but the, the start of the race, but uh
1: yes, and I think what we're getting now, Paul, it's uh, as we just uh, were looking at some uh, long shots. Oh, hold on, we have no message. I thought there's a message coming on the screen to rele- reveal all it was just giving us the full name and the fact it was the 44th DMV four hour race. Um, but I think we're edging away from snow back to rain, that's why we were just looking at a circuit that looked a little bit of a different color to before. So I think we're just on that cusp between the two, and if it could just. <laughs> For most drivers it's a tricky enough circuit to start with and we're saying if you could just change from from snow to rain that we'll all be fine they're thinking you know we've got a very busy job out there but look at the pros at the front end of the grid and i mean they they are absolutely you know just at the top of their game almost all of them know this circuit very well indeed one of the kcmg nissans has got krista johns joining this weekend but the others uh, philip vlasic christian Mensel. Uh, know these cars know this circuit very well
2: yeah philip lasik down to drive both of them so uh, whether he will actually drive both or only switch if he has a problem on his first car we'll have to wait and see um but certainly the nissan nismo gt3 uh certainly a a potent combination on the uh, nurburgring but your point of a moment ago absolutely right bruce i mean these guys are Nürburgring specialists. There's going to be people further back who are trying to get their Nordschleifer permit um, who are far less experienced in the conditions and as and when the race does get underway they will need to be careful when they're being lapped to stay out of the way of the rest of the traffic but the the guys at the front they a they know the way around the track they know where it goes but b they know where the danger points are they know where it's likely to be a little bit more slippery when the temperature isn't there uh, where the water is likely to gather if indeed it does gather and also they know the bits that dry out more quickly um, and so can go more quickly in those areas so uh, uh, there's a lot of experience up at the front and some other people further back who will be learning their way around to a large extent
1: good news people watching there are fewer people on the grid they've suddenly scurried
2: off either someone's
1: rung very loudly on the coffee gong coffee well, and a pretzel. I was about three to say, minutes two, to go. There's yes. the board. I was looking for that.
2: Yes, I was about to say two boards have been shown in about two minutes of each other. And my guess was going to be one was a, it was either a three-minute board and a one-minute board or a five-minute board and a three-minute board. But it was five and three. Uh, so we've now got a three-minute board. This is for the start of the formation lap. And in fact, the formation lap is now underway. So uh, before... Uh, the scheduled start time of 12 o'clock. We are getting the formation lap underway for vln 2 Kicking off at 11.57. I just noticed the clock
1: as they they beat through. But uh, as the cars move away, you know what? They're kicking up a tiny little bit of spray. Fantastic low camera angle. And what we saw early on was uh, this... Rain turning to snow around the Grand Prix loop. Couldn't see it out on the full Nordschleifer, So we'll keep an eye as the cars go down to the first corner, that uh, double apex right-hander. <laughs> of course, they're being led around slowly. They're being very, very ginger in their driving
2: style, just uh, keeping lightly on their toes. Around the full Mercedes Arena, um, which is the uh, uh, full part of the Grand Prix Loop, um, which is not the same part of the circuit as they would use for the 24 hours, but uh, it is the traditional VLN circuit, the full Mercedes Arena. But then they cut through halfway down, uh, they go
1: right where they'd normally go left, effectively, don't they? They're starting to drop down the slope, nowhere near the the, the hairpin at the bottom of the hill, but uh, they come out of the Mercedes Arena, short, stabby little straight, and then off to the right, and then down the dip, through the kink, and then up the hill, and then they know
2: what comes next for <laughs> <Nordschleifer>. <laughs> Just, uh, yes. And uh, the uh, Land Motorsport then leading the way ahead of the Falcon Motorsports uh, BMW in second place. A problem for one of the KTM Crossbows. Uh, three cars running in the KTM Crossman, Crossbow class, this being the Georg Griesemann uh, Teichmann
1: Racing Crossbow going to have to kick himself he's the only driver listed for that car at the moment and uh, knows this circuit very well but then, then again that's what this formation lap is for not for spinning but just for for checking the situation I must say again and again when they show the, the kink behind the paddock before they rise up and go through the chicane it
2: tends to be dry Norwegian driver Rúnar Vatner joining Georg Griesman uh, okay. in the number 930 Cupex car um So uh, whether it was uh, Griezmann or Wagner, not sure. But uh,
1: I don't feel they'll be alone. So they fall to the back of their their particular pack of cars. That should be the lead pack of the three. Now cars that stand out in the weather: that HTP Motorsport, uh, the bright yellow and uh, sort of acid yellow and green markings on that sort of one of the easier cars to pick out in the merc just to reiterate that's driven by maxi gotts christian Hernandez, and lance david arnold hdp motorsport been doing great things obviously with the mercedes for years the second grouping of cars now being led away from the grid and uh, i dare say the weather their as they go to turn one into the mercedes arena is already different from the weather being experienced <laughs> two minutes three minutes before uh, by the lead grouping. So if you're just uh, coming in, not worse in though.
2: I would say it's not, certainly not worse now than it was when the GT3 cars went through.
1: No, I'm, w- I'm with you on that. And if you just were cutting it fine and joining us on RS3 to grab the start, the four hours of VLN2 hasn't quite started yet. Had a little flurry of snow arrive, and uh, they we're probably going to be about 15 minutes late to the start of the race. There seemed to be a bit of umming naring on the grid. They were looking for reports from around the circuit to check on. Weather and most importantly, track conditions, and uh, they've been given the nod to get underway. 190 cars or so coming out to play, starting to brighten up all over again, but the weather is swinging as it does so often in the Eiffel Mountains, one way and then the other. But I'm
2: sure come up may, we're going to have some cracking racing when we get underway. 183 uh, on the official grid, um, having had 193 on the uh, provisional entry list. Three. Uh, yeah, no. One one car didn't start qualifying, but uh, everyone else uh, down uh, to qualify to uh, take part in the race. Starting in three separate groups, and the second group already underway with their formation lap full lap of the Nordschleifer behind a pace car takes around about 15 minutes uh, at full racing speed the fastest lap of the Uh, practice session, the qualifying session, just a whisker, seven hundredths of a second over eight minutes, Um, and quite a large margin, 1.3 seconds was the gap between Rene Rast and the best of the rest, which was Jens Klingmann in the Falcon Motorsports BMW, that was uh, the second fastest car, third fastest, the Audi of Pierre Kaffer, Kelvin van der Linde was for uh, sorry, it's not Kelvin, it's Sheldon, Sheldon. Linda uh, at the wheel of the Schicks BMW number 42 on the outside of the second row of the grid and the third row of the grid. Frank Stippler uh, with the Phoenix Racing Audi, uh, joined by Jamie Green. I see actually there was a fairly late addition to the entry. Jamie Green due to drive the number five Phoenix Racing Audi, and then the outside of the third row of the grid, the yellow man filter HTP Motorsport entered. Mercedes uh, fastest of the Mercedes the HTP car number 48 uh, with Maxi Ghost Christian Hernadel and Lance David Arnold the driving lineup. Third batch of cars get underway and there
1: is a thing called the (laughs) S.U.N. starting to break through so we're getting through a lot of seasons in one day but uh, all seems to be improving which is great news so looks like we're going to be starting the race maybe about 20 past judging by the time these cars might get get back around around the track Hopefully 12.15, but uh, whereas as recently as 10 minutes ago when the snow was suddenly really flurrying on the start-finish straight, luckily not settling, though. We thought we might have start properly delayed as opposed to just in a small way, but I don't think we're out of the woods as yet. In fact, these cars aren't even into the woods. We're about to turn left into the woods, but uh, the final batch of cars, including that inimitable Opal Manta that's been racing here for so long, tucked in among Kissing the mates. Cup 5 BMWs and then the tail end cars of the smaller, smaller groupings at the back end of the field are uh, sitting in but just they're all getting their sighting laps and just seeing how it is but as fast as I say sunshine I can also say snow flurry because those are still uh, dropping at various points around the circuit so the drivers are going to have to be absolutely on their tiptoe through the Grand Prix loop though it looks though it's all drying out but... Let's throw this into the mix. Paul keeps mentioning it and quite rightly. So tyre temperatures, track temperatures, all low, well, are not likely to rise enormously because though I, I mentioned the sun, it's a, it's a hazy sky at the moment and a cloud, I think I spotted over the Grand Prix, uh, over the uh, Nordschleifer. So we'll have to wait and see. But the weather has been arriving from the northeast. Just bear that in mind.
2: Yeah, the, uh, I mean, the sun on the circuit will at least help the uh, track temperature a little bit, but uh, it will, uh, as you say Bruce, it will uh, be a bit of a challenge to get the uh, tyres working for you, Um, and of course you can't afford to weave too much in conditions like this, uh, because otherwise you're going to end up, as uh, a couple have already, having spins on the formation lap. I mean, never mind about four seasons in one day. It's four seasons in a uh, single formation lap, um, as the uh, final group of cars in the uh, very highly populated uh, classes. The V4 class, we said earlier on, 27 cars on the entry for them. Uh, 22 cars entered in the Cup 5 class. The uh, Cup 5 class being for the new BMW M240i racing cup Um, this is a new class for this year it was the uh, M235i last year you'll remember but the 240i which is the new spec of uh, BMW it's still a a 3.5 litre car uh, but BMW just chooses to call it BMW M240i. Um, I think the only difference is a slightly bigger end plate on the rear wing and there's something at the front that's slightly different but uh, they, it still runs a three and a half litre car even though it's called an M240i. I
1: got very excited when, when they announced the 240i. I thought more power, more power, the sort of thing that Jeremy Clarkson likes to shout about. <laughs> but <laughs> always been a fan of more power but that wasn't uh, indeed the case. But uh, yeah, but it's been such a success since they launched that, and um, our only concern is the fact that uh, the vast majority of the cars all were painted uh, in the blue and orange of one particular team. And wherever you look, they seem to be not helpful. There'll be three of them in a five-car pack, so uh, from a totally uh, selfish point of view. Just uh, let's give you a clue of some of the camera cars going around uh, the circuit at the moment. car number two, which is going to be carrying... One of the cameras It's the Get Speed Performance Mercedes, shared by Philip Ellis, Fab- Fabian Vettel, Jan Seifert and Christopher Bruch. Car 57, which is an SP7 Porter from the Black Falcon team. That will be carrying another one of our cameras. We like to have them liberally sprinkled around the field. And uh, in fact, pa- pa- as we look through its windscreen, it appears to be grey but dry out of the back part of the circuit. They're going around Exmuller towards Bergwerk and... Um, In fact, not quite that far around, but waved white flags from the marshals, of course, slow moving vehicle. That's what they'd expect on uh, the front of the field as they're going around. Very, very important sighting lap. I mean, in regular dry conditions, Paul, a sighting lap just to remind them there are quite a few corners on the lap, but this time it's where is it damp? But actually, it's all looking pretty fine, I'd say.
2: I think the problem is, for them as much as anything else, yes, they can uh, say, oh, yeah, it's fine this time around, but by the time they get there in about 10, 12 minutes' time uh, when they're going to be racing, uh, it could well have changed, and uh, that is what makes life uh, so difficult. And what really uh, shows the class of a good lifer specialist, the 917 is the next of the camera cars to make a note of. Uh, 917 being the um, uh, Cup 3 class Porsche 718 Cayman from Schmickler Performance. Uh, Ivan Yakima, Claudius Karch, and Kai Rieber, the drivers of that one, just coming out uh, from the Breitscheid Bridge and up the hill towards Hohe Acht, the highest part of the circuit. And uh, then beginning the long descent down through the sequence of Viperman curves and down to the big spectator enclosure down at Prunchen. Switching to the 960 uh, camera car, the uh, car of the MSC Adenauer, Teichmann Racing from, again, another Cayman GT4 trophy car, Daniel Bohr, Max and Jens, uh, two of our uh, familiar Pseudonymous drivers that uh, uh, we get used to at the VLN. Daniel Bohr sharing then with uh, Max and Jens in the Teichmann Racing Cup 3 class car. They've been our,
1: our, our chauffeurs for quite a lot of rounds over this, haven't they, Max and Jens? And always uh, well, we seem to be right in the heart of the battle so that they get what they come to the circuit for which is uh, great racing on an absolutely brilliant circuit but from my point of view what i keep looking for is any changes in the weather going around uh, out of the carousel with 152 team knuffley again out of the that's one of our camera cars that's out of the black
2: falcon stable black falcon based just across from the circuit an, an sp8 class sorry an sp8t class car uh a turbocharged Mercedes GT4 um and I suspect that is a proper GT4 class car, but with something different because Black Falcon uh, and GT4 doesn't quite mix with the t class otherwise. Norbert Schneider, uh, Mehmet Mustafa Kaya, and Christoph Hoffmann, the drivers of the Knuffy Black Falcon Mercedes GT4 class car. Maybe that one's running the uh, quad turbo car from 2020.
1: Quad turbo ground effect is got the lot. <laughs> You were talking, just as we go round, you were going around the Nordschleife last weekend, and uh, comment, you, you really s- struck a chord with me when you said that when you used to go and do it, you went around, everyone turned up in cars a bit like whatever you were driving serious business now when you see people trailering their cars to the circuit and these aren't just any cars these are cars that are mates are really really perform. so it's not just idle tourists like you or right no I mean, and it, you it, still I,
2: can it, it, absolutely and I think that was part of the pleasure of it was uh, whilst I wasn't necessarily concentrating on racing lines but I was sharing a track with uh, full house Audi R8s with GT3 Porsches uh, we, I, we got overtaken by a 488 Ferrari um, uh, I mean I I overtook a golf. Did you? You've let yourself down, Paul. <laughs> I overtook a golf, um, but um, that was the only, only uh, overtaking move that I managed. But um, no, but what uh, also I was reminded of is the severity of some of the curves. Uh, some of the curves you get on the Nordschweifers itself, particularly after Prunchen, uh, coming out of uh, um, the uh, ice curve into Flansgarten, Um that's where the curbs are very substantial indeed and they're they're, they're half a wheel arch um, high you know you, you don't want to be getting onto those at all because they'll completely knock the car off its racing line and
1: it's something that obviously when drivers of the the front end cars are coming through and lapping they've really really got to pay attention because as you say what a great description half a wheel arch thump there goes your suspension mm. tips the balance of the car and you're, you're going to be shoveled across to the other side of the track and on the Nordschleife, that's not very far but it's enough to cause you in all, all sorts of bother. One thing I want to pick out Paul, just as while it's quiet before we get going, is you have to go through the entry with a fine-tooth comb every time to find names if you, you might have just overlooked them, but I noticed Mehdi Banani, who races in the World Touring Car Championship, he's having a go, he's racing in uh, the Cup 5 class and there are so many little cameo roles, and in fact I, it did rather make me laugh looking at one of the camera cars with the graphic it was number it was the uh number 13 sorry number 23 the the rooster rojo j2 racing mercedes and it was john schoffner with an american flag fabian schiller with a german flag and uh, we've got a car facing backwards. We'll come to that in a second. And then it's Janine Hill, who's also American, but they've got a, a Union flag. So they obviously think Jake Hill, the British Tory car racer, has, uh, crossed over for that. So did you spot the car that was facing, as um, we say, counter fashion?
2: Yes, Yellow one, and black. the Wrong direction. I didn't. It was an, uh, It was. I think it was a GT4 Audi R8, but uh, not entirely. Uh, sure about that we'll uh, just have a look at the S- sp10 R G gt4s and we haven't actually got any gt4 audi r8s i see in the entry list so maybe it was a, a gt3 class car that uh, had made the spin but as they come down the a hoa bruce it's the end of the full formation lap for the first starting group glorious sunshine um Still bitterly cold out there. Lots of weaving from side to side to get heat into the tyres. The only car keeping it straight is the pace car up at the front. In the pits, oh dear, is the Conrad uh, Lamborghini. How many times have we seen the Conrad Lamborghini in the pits? Uh, Not normally until quite late in the race. Over three-quarter distance and off they pull. Seventh quickest it was in qualifying, but it's not going to be starting from its position on the fourth row of the grid. There's going to be a gap there. It's going to be the Lant Audi against the Falcon BMW and then the red car collection Audi. The number 32 car with the Schnitzer BMW just behind it, Kelvin Mandelinder car number 42. Kelvin Mandelinder, sorry, Sheldon, I've done Sh- that before, yeah. Sheldon Mandelinder, the uh, driver who qualified it as they come into this final section after the Antonio Spooker and into Tiergarten. What I had forgotten is quite the extent of the hill you have to come up at the end of that little uh, portion.
1: Two GT3 or SP9 class cars, we call them here in the pits, Phoenix Racing, the one we mentioned, Jamie Green green should have been on board that should have been starting fifth that is also take, going to be taking the start from the pistol pit lane so a fair bit of shuffling but what we can tell you is the Monteplast Audi is on the inside of the front row and the turquoise nose of the Fordham Motorsport BMW One. alongside
2: I if those cars are in the pits on a different tyre more suitable to conditions but uh, for my money Bruce this is slick slick tyres conditions
1: uh, it certainly is so interesting the cars number five should have been starting fifth and number seven rather kindly should have been starting seventh starting from the pit lane but it's Monteplast Audi from Falcon Motorsport BMW car collection Audi Schnitzer BMW they're the first four brilliant getaway from the Monteplast Audi puts its nose in front the whole car length in front the BMW tucks in behind one of the KCMG Nissans dives to the pit lane as well also looking for a change of rubber but uh, the hammer was well and truly down in the Monteplast pole sitting Audi and the car collection Audi trying to go up the inside into turn one it's not going to happen BMW takes the lead into the first quarter but hasn't got a whole load of braking done but in fact sweeps around the outside through the right-hander and the Falken Motorsport BMW, obviously very, very brave on what is clearly still a slightly
2: slippery track, takes but the lead. The Falcon tyres working extremely well then for, if again against Klingman, uh, or is it Peter Dunbrek? Klingman was the guy who set the qualifying time, but uh, great start from him. A little bit of contact there, was there, in the uh, lower half of the top ten. Um, as looks so though it was the black Falker Mercedes, the red livery car, that looks like it got uh,
1: its nose right under the tail of the car in front. Raindrops on the camera lens, sunshine in the sky, Falcon Motorsport BMW pulling well clear. The car collection Audi went up into second place. So despite that brilliant getaway, getting the hammer right down, the Land Motorsport Audi back into third position. And looks like Tom Coronel, uh, that's not Tom Coronel, one of the KCMG drivers brought the car to the pits they are changing the tyres, but the driver seems to have got out and walked away. Yeah, doesn't and, seem terribly That's happy, the number 39 KCMG
2: car. And that was uh, I don't know if it was Christian, Christian. Mentzel, I think. Walking yes. away. But uh, great start by Jens Klingmann, uh, or at least the Falcon tired uh, BMW, and uh, he's opened up almost a second of an advantage, I would suggest, as he uh, heads out onto the Nordschleife as the group 2 class cars come into their starting under their starting orders and we've got a Lamborghini off the side of the circuit it's the uh,
1: Dieter Schmidtman Heiko Hamel Pro-Am class SP9 car on the grass can't see if there's any damage but it's not going anywhere but cars that will be going somewhere are this second group about 70 of them coming up to the final corner the Nissan safety car will pull to the side of the circuit there's a Hyundai TCR car at the front of that bunch and the best of all the TCR cars in qualifying is that car number 830 and the hammer is down for them and again the pole starter in class takes the lead on as they go past pit entry will he still be in front because we saw the Land Motorsport Audi doing that and not managing to be first into the first corner second into the first corner and third out of the tail so that's the Harold project Peter Turting Hyundai which again in the same fashion brilliant start gets overtaken down to second by the first corner might also repeat the first group and be third by corner two but right now it's a Porsche in front and that Hyundai the TCR car not as brilliant in the straight line but we know they're absolutely mighty through the twisty bits yeah I think the Hyundai
2: actually lost out there on the uh, second part of the um, of the Mercedes arena and has now slipped down to 3rd, 4th, 5th place uh, a lot further down uh, As that culture Skip. what I missed as I watched the Hyundai slipping down was who moved up into 2nd place, it's the blue and white Porsche
1: I, I just want to build on that uh, slip back, slip back, I don't think it's even in the top 10 The Hyundai, just waiting for it to go but it is literally 10th position, someone's had a spin, well it seems in the background but uh, the leader in the class doing a very good job flurries of snow sunshine the second of the three groups at the start of VLN we had a start delayed by about 15 minutes and that just seemed to whet the appetite of the Falco Motorsport BMW crew mighty into Turn 1 and pulling clear.
2: However the good news is that the countdown clock is showing us as if it's going to be a full four hour race so we're not constrained by uh, any curfew as I said earlier on four o'clock can come and go Uh, this will be a full four hour VLN race as scheduled just getting underway as Bruce says 15 minutes or so late than uh, it's originally scheduled start time with some snow shurries snow flurries around the North Schleifer and uh, the prospect of those flurries to continue for the next three or four hours we'll uh, see what happens, it'll keep people very uh, honest indeed as we wait for the third group to make their way up onto the end of the Dotsinger and up to the start Cold conditions obviously with snow in the air but doesn't seem to be
1: on the track, certainly the part of the tracks we've seen, there has been contact out on the circuit though, not everybody got it right on the formation lap And uh, we can see a couple of tattered and battered cars. Number 616 in the pit lane that's been given a a whack up the derriere. And 616, I have to shuffle right through, right a long way up my enormous entry list. It's uh, Thomas Overbeck, Michael Lindemeyer, the little Renault Clio RS Cup marginally short of them when they bought it to track this morning, but as we ride out around the circuit, always looking for the onboard camera shots as Group 3 is about to drop the hammer and go racing generally the track looks dry, but it's very, very cold indeed, so caution required when they get underway down to Turn 1, we've seen some very, very brave late braking and certainly positional positional changes but the best of all was Falco Motorsport pulling clear pulling past the pole starting Audi so uh, Peter Dunbreck, Jens Klingman BMW into the front into the lead of the race and pulling away and now the multiple <laughs> two three four abreast BMWs when has it ever been anything different in VLN in the last few years down into turn one dare say there's been a little bit of contact the car that started about fifth in class has been given a bit of a shove wide but I must say of the three groups I think they've all really been very very sensible down at the entry to the Mercedes arena
2: what wasn't quite clear was the cause of that huge cloud of smoke that we saw when route two did their start because uh, we could see looking back a huge cloud of smoke which uh, might just have been been the uh, um, the ending of of tyre smoke, um, but there was a lot of smoke uh, at the beginning of the Start number two, uh, but the BMW M240i is then uh, having a good clean start. As You say they were trying to get four, five of them into that uh, first corner. Absolutely together, weren't they, Bruce? But it didn't quite happen. But it looks like it's the uh, FK Performance Motorsport car number 679, uh, which is leading the way in that class at the moment. Uh, Christian Connor, Juhar Hannanen and Mark erett the three drivers of that BMW.
1: When what well, you just talked about the smoke that we saw, as the second group went through. When I started that sentence, I thought someone's had a spin. Then as I carried on, I thought someone's got a barbecue going. And in fact, it's down beyond. It's very much the lower end of the Grand Prix loop in the woods. It looks so like someone's oh, just right. got, got a big bonfire, a big blaze going. It's just too far from the track, but uh, always looking for signs. And on the opening lap, of course, with this many cars, you do expect a little bit of action that uh, could have cars facing possibly in the wrong direction. But in the back half of the circuit, as we ride around with car number 57, which is a Black Falcon Porsche from SP7. It's snowing, it's wet, the spray coming up from going past the crone Racing Porsche. Uh, suddenly, just as we were confident, it was drying at the top end of the circuit, out at the far end of the Nordschleifer, It's not looking nice at all, and every car we flick to, the windscreen wipers are on and off. And These are all the GT4 class exactly, cars. Exactly, so, so the front ones have already gone through. Now we're riding exactly. with the front grouping. Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini in front of us. That was starting from the pit, so that's uh, picking its way up the order past some GT4 runners. Yeah, okay, so some have really, really backed off. You can't blame the visibility becoming much, much shorter. Uh, and the GT3 Lamborghini is picking its way past the GT3, Clark. sorry, SP9, I have to remember which event we're uh, covering. So people being cautious, and I think with very, very good
2: reason. Coming up the hill towards Carousel, and, uh, and it uh, is, as uh, Bruce is saying, uh, very tricky conditions indeed, but on the other hand, uh, if you can stay out of trouble here, then uh, you're going to survive to fight another day. So uh, you don't want to push on too hard, you don't want to... Uh, take too many risks out of the Kleiner carousel and onto the Dottinger Herve for the first time Uh, and I reckon that's Sheldon van der Linde the 42 Schnitzer BMW Bruce that's leading the way BMW is one and two with the Falcon tired uh, BMW in second place and then in third place it's Pierre Kaffer's car collection Audi I reckon and no sign at all of the Lamp Motorsport car
1: Looking and waiting, but clearly a very, very good lap from the Schnitzer BMW. We thought that uh, Falken Motorsport car, for that brilliant start, uh, was going to escape, but then again, we haven't seen exactly what conditions and uh, change of tyres for some of the crews. They're getting the uh, getting going to get the slicks off and uh, put them on treaded tyres
2: wonder if anybody has started on through Yeah, I mean that's a difficult decision to make isn't it? Do you come in, do you stay out because uh, only the driver really knows what the conditions are like for the full uh, extent of the circuit. And worth pointing out of course at
1: that point though they bring some uh, other tyres towards the front with some tread on them the pits are in actual near sunshine it's the far end of the circuit so uh, communication has to be very strong. The sport Audi weaving as it does so goes over the start finish line so it's fallen from pole in and now it's running just in front of the car that qualified 11th the team Zach speed uh, dodge so things are changing now it looks so as snow is falling on the gr- at the exit of the mercedes arena that the schnitzer motorsport bmw is being pushed very very hard indeed by the black falcon uh, motorsport bmw that led on the opening lap and i sense that car collection audi is just saying well, i'm going to sit on your tail and watch what happens just looking for any further messages, but it's uh, Martin Tomczyk leading the way now, brilliant, brilliant, first lap for him in the Schnitzer Motorsport BMW but they have to have a large element of caution, particularly at that far end of the circuit So it's Tomczyk from Klingman, Stipler Meese, Blakermolen, so the, the pole starting Audi led towards the first corner, not into it fell back uh, down the order it's running in fourth place, but your own Blakermolen up Six places in that mighty Dodge Viper. So top handful of cars covered by... Uh, we're talking about a dozen seconds for the top five or six. In fact, it's open. It's out to 15 seconds for the top six now as it keeps spacing out. Car in sixth place is Lance David Arnold in the number 48 uh, Mercedes. That's the bright yellow one. Team HCP Motorsport. Shane now with Banksy Gotts and Christian Hernadel, But it's Lance David Arnold at the wheel leading around. We've got some great racing out around in the in the middle class of cars but again a lot of caution and uh, when the class leaders in sp9 the race leaders were heading down to the far end of the circuit the section around verscheifen bergwerk i think the conditions were okay but certainly when the second group of cars got around there things were looking very very dicey indeed Top runners in the various classes. Top car in SPX is uh, Thomas Jaeger in car number 52. It's the Mercedes we talked about earlier, Paul, that's uh, in the specials class. It's uh, AMG GT3. With
2: bits, wasn't
1: it? That was what Adam Uh, Christodoulou... Yes,
2: he he told me he wasn't allowed to tell me anything. So he didn't uh, tell you anything. uh, No, indeed. Um, But uh, it does have bits on it that are not homologated, which is Ryan's running as an SPX-class car. Um, Just noticing, looking down, Bruce, that the uh, Conrad Lamborghini has uh, got out and is in uh, going through, showing on the screens at least, as being in 19th place. And the Phoenix Racing... Audi, which we saw also starting from the pit lane, uh, has come through at the completion of the first lap in 20th place. So 19th and 20th, those two cars that started from the pit lane. Uh, And another spin from the KTM Crossbow uh, being shown as Georg Griezmann at the wheel of it. uh,
1: One more and he gets the full set, the full trio of uh, (laughs) triple axles, ice skating terminology and again yet again thank you to David on on the old Skype service around Acht, driving under yellow flags due to snow on track we wonder whether it would settle it has started to do so one of the Walkens Horse Motorsport BMWs having running repairs damage to the right hand flank it's actually the the bodywork under the door the valance if you will too badly bent but enough for details that's been given a clout whether by someone else a spinning car we'd think but uh, certainly
2: Hoeracht and beyond Yes, it's a, a fo- winter wonderland. I've got a photo here that's been tweeted through by Mario Pausen, uh showing, what I think that's at uh, either Fluchplatz or Schwedenkreuz uh, on the outside there. And, uh, yes, very miserable-looking conditions. Or it could just be coming into Brunchen. I think it's probably Brunchen. Yeah, um, that would get my money so, uh, from that photo. Yeah, so... Um, Great photo. Keep sending them in. The, because your eyes. There's a photo there showing how, uh, uh, how bad the conditions there are. There are fallers, unfortunately.
1: Matilda racing there. T- T C R class, see Cupra coming in with very battered front right corner, may make it back, but it's clearly had a clonk against the barriers. It's got about ninety percent of the way around the lap, but it's limping in at about ten degrees away from the normal angle. It's just got a gut go for the final sweep of corners. Can it turn it in? Six
2: five eight. Was that 658 you just uh, No, I've forgotten already. It's Matilda Racing, which was
1: uh, number 806. Okay. Heike (laughs) Hamel, Matthias Marshall, and Frederick Yearly. Quite a few cars from the front group having not just a change of tyres, but bodywork straightening. So it's worse than we expected out on this lap. Don't forget, they had the track inspection, then they had their formation lap. Uh, just as they came around, it looked so they'd got everything right because the sun started to shine on the start-finish straight. But at the far end of the circuit, you know, some five miles as a crow flies away from the pit lane, uh, that is where the snow was really starting to fall. And it's working its way to three
2: quarters away around the lap, around her acht and beyond. And every possibility that this isn't the final um, time that we're going to see that uh, snow moving through. Uh, Lance David Arnold, you, did you mention he came into the pits at the end of his opening lap? Yes, I did. You did, right. Sorry, I was uh, concentrating on other things at the time. So uh, they're putting wet tyres onto the HTP Mercedes. <laughs>
1: So, again, weather watch, very, very important. Been, and red flag has just yeah. been flown. Red flag has been flown. So, as the leading cars are on their second lap, they've decided the conditions at the far end of the circuit. It's not the fog that afflicted VLN1, but VLN2, slightly delayed start. They chan- not, didn't chance their arm. They thought the weather might be improving. We knew it was going to be in and out, all through the course today. But actually, having looked at those conditions and the photos that have been sent in, I think, for now, that's a sensible course of action because even from the first group of cars, quite a few coming in with damage.
2: And I, and I think the problem is, as well, Bruce, that um, because it's not clearly wet. So a lot of the cars were staying out there on slick tyres. Uh, the race organisers uh, perhaps taking the uh, um, things into their own hands and saying, look, you know, if you're not going to come in and go on to wets, then we're going to have to stop the race because it clearly isn't safe for you to be out on the uh on slick tyres, racing slick tyres when conditions are as bad as they are. Uh, uh, obviously are out there and uh, not only that but as uh, we were saying earlier on Bruce uh, the track surface it now is getting very clearly wet well
1: clearly and but not even particularly clearly simply because I mean the track is very very wet but yes. visibility has dropped away to very very little around the back of the circuit not just from spray riding on board we've been riding on board with the team one, the 152 uh, Black Falcon and Mercedes switched over to 162 but they all tell the same story and number two unfortunately is sitting sideways in the track that's the get speed performance Mercedes that uh, was starting uh, from third on the grid but no speed at all when you're sitting sideways on the Christopher track Christopher no Brook at the wheel Christopher Brook okay four driver lineup, and in fact the snow is starting to settle on the grass just in front of the barriers around the back of the track as we go past the stricken get speed performance mercedes with its tail there's an ambulance on the track working its way around hopefully for no further purpose but uh, tail to the barriers and the yes where there should be grass around the far end of the circuit all cars into the pit red flag that is snow now settled on the grass yeah
2: exactly and uh, what i was saying earlier on about the runoff area there isn't very much of it at the nordschleife um but where it is uh, there is a bit of runoff area then as uh, bruce says just uh, snow now settling on Uh, those areas and so um, yeah, the organisers didn't really have a lot of uh, option but to stop the race uh, when only one full racing lap had been completed but not by everybody because only the leading GT3 class cars had done their full first racing lap so it may well be that in terms of the uh, race um, we get a complete clean restart with no where everybody being allowed to restart from the original starting positions. Uh, So good news, perhaps, for Land Motorsport. Um, Bad
1: bad news, though, in in so many ways for those that do have to continue around for this second lap. No longer at racing speed, providing they can see the red flag, of course. But various points, I talked of the the snow on the grass on the side of the track. In fact, I could see some crushed snow where drivers had uh, gone across the circuit, clanged the barriers on the outside before bouncing back to the circuit. So some have clearly been caught out. We saw that number 806, Matilda Cupra, Limping in front, right wheel, uh, clearly not at the right angle, bodywork bent. So, very, very careful for these drivers as they work their way back. So, a day that started with a fine sunshine and a spring like day, even looking from the onboard cameras, it's very, very hard to see the marshals waving those red flags at the side of the circuit. The message has been put across the drivers, they're coming in slowly, but uh, day has almost turned into night.
2: It's uh, Yes, I mean, the fog has, uh, in, in this area, it's often just low-lying cloud that uh, swirls around, and uh, it's one of those things. With little wind, um, that could actually last the rest of the day. On the other hand, uh, it might just blow away within half an hour, 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour, and we are able to get the race underway again. So uh, very difficult conditions. Uh, uh, I never envy anybody who's involved in organising a race uh, at the Nordschleife because um, conditions you have to be so careful of uh, around the whole of the circuit. But uh, the snow, which seemed to have lifted when we actually got the start underway, has now uh, returned with very much a vengeance and uh, caused the race to be stopped as the leaders were on their second lap, but with some of the uh, further cars further back not yet having completed their first racing lap.
1: Well, the race with the graphic at the screen as we look at cars coming back down the Dossinger Hoa, very, very poor visibility. Race interrupted is the message. We saw the red flag come out as the lead group had gone on to its second lap. But these are the cars that are now coming back very, very slowly indeed. No green grass anymore. It's white around the edge of the circuits. The Eiffel Mountains could produce sl- snow as late as, as deep into May some years. I've been at the Nürburgring. I remember seeing a Formula 3000 race when they wouldn't let the cars out on their slicks in the snow. Oh, I was very, very uh, under, underwhelmed by all of that. And that was, of course, just on the Grand Prix circuit, not the Ford Nordschleife. But it does look like something... I think any person with uh, petrol in their veins would have on the front of their Christmas card an (laughs) image of choice but uh, right now it's a case of getting the cars out on the circuit with the red flags being waved around the full distance of the Nordschleife back to the pits to a modicum of safety but drivers all being very careful indeed. We have had a few fallers certainly we haven't seen the get speed performance Mercedes get back to the pits that was tail into the barriers I suggest not a heavy impact by uh, a very brief look at things but uh, the scope with a combination of the Nordschleifer are now pretty much a full full wet track at that end of the circuit. Not so much on the start finish straight yet, but the far end of the circuit is very very tricky indeed. Limping uh, home.
2: I think the uh, the other concern, if I were race directing this, is. Um, how the conditions are going to improve, because even if the uh, sun does break through, uh, we're going to need a bit of a rise in temperature to get uh, the water away and certainly to get the snow on the grass verges to be melted.
1: Well, Paul, Uh, you brought up a point earlier. You you were talking about the few runoff areas you have around the Nordschleifer. It's one thing if it's grass. If it's wet grass, it's bad. If it's snow on top, it's 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 even worse. worse Over the gravel traps, they they effectively cease to exist when you have this level of... um, Extreme weather,
2: absolutely. uh, And I say that would be my concern: is how um, good the conditions are going to have to get in order to make it able uh, to be restarted. I mean, they can get them onto wet tyres, which will certainly be more suitable for uh, driving. But uh, it wouldn't certainly the visibility, to my mind, isn't even good enough at the moment to get this race underway again.
1: No, we came into this event expecting flurries of weather we hadn 't quite we didn 't expect it to be warm it 's after all just mid April in the eiffel mountains we didn 't expect snow, and uh, that 's certainly i think as well it 's caught everybody on the hop but red flags are being flown for a reason, and that is even as the last of the cars work their way back towards the security of the paddock it 's very, very hard to see. no wonder they 're bringing them back as carefully as they possibly can so uh, great images if you want to just check out. The uh, live stream around the world will carry on listening to us on RS3. Uh, The Teichmann Racing Porsche Cayman. We're enjoying the view through its windscreen, but I don't suppose the driver is particularly A, because he wants to go racing, and B, just simply because it is so, so treacherous around the Nordschleifer. And it really does emphasise how long the lap is, just the amount of time it's taking these cars to go back, and they haven't got as far yet as... uh, Gargan cop so that it can get onto the relative simplicity of the dotting a hoa the straight that brings you back to the end of the lap. It's tiptoe stuff. And again looking at the surface. Paul, you talked about um All sorts of parts having been resurfaced. This is an opportunity where you can see the joins in the resurfacing, (laughs) where you can see the patches that uh, contain the snow and the the moisture from the snow better than others. But it's not just the falling of the snow. It's not just the water on the track. It's also slightly misty in there among the snow, too. It's really compacting a lot of weather circumstances. The wind appears to have picked up since uh, we, we came on air about an hour or so ago. Very, very difficult conditions. So, so, VLN1 hit by fog, VLN2 hit by snow. What's coming up for VLN3?
2: Yeah, camels on the track. Um, I think it's a combination of factors, isn't it, though, Bruce? It's not just the snow. I think the fog has uh, really descended. This low-lying cloud has uh, swept across and uh, made... Uh, life impossible for uh, the race really to get underway again just at the moment. And uh, still, I mean, you were saying this brings it home to you how long the circuit is. Cars still making their way around, following the display of the red flag what 10 minutes ago, and uh, they're still making their way around the circuit. Um, and I was just double checking, there are, or um, well, there were, when the red flag was shown, still cars that were. Uh, on their first lap so therefore this will count if it gets restarted as a completely new restart it won't be a continuation so there's not a a situation in which they can um, have it as a um, as a shortened race they're going to have to start it as a completely new race and then, if the race has to be shortened, then it'll be if it gets to two and three quarter hours. The reason the first race at VLN well, was two and three quarter hours, that's the minimum distance for scoring points. And um, so, we'll have to get to the point where we can have a two and three quarter hour race here uh, this weekend as well, in order to make it a full point scoring round of the, of the VLN Championship.
1: Yeah, those might seem like technicalities, but very well picked up, Paul, because it's huge matter. And of course, if they're in race control, they're looking out the window, they can't exactly see what weather's coming their way, because the only weather they can see is the snowstorm that's flurrying around. Up around the pit lane isn't the point on the circuit where the rain, uh, the snow, and the it's right on the edge of snow and rain at the moment, isn't it, is uh, causing the worst problems. That's the far end of the Schleifer. the part where you really have to hang on and uh, concentrate, but uh, very, very hard to see. So indefinite period of race suspension the red flag flying here over vln2 and for the marshals standing out around the circuit we applaud them for being out there in all weathers but i think now the last car has um made their way around most parts of the circuit, they can hopefully uh, stand back from the edge a little bit and get a bit of shelter. But again, just I thought the last of the cars were coming in, some more headlights came into view, <laughs> coming at about 40 kilometres an hour just as towards you, just the end as, of the lap. Just
2: as you think you've got everybody back, then uh, you find you haven't got everybody back. Um, and this an issue as well. Is going to be... <laughs> I, I, I'd love to be able to send Joe Bradley down into the pits at this point because he's got 180-something cars sitting in the pits and there won't be room for him to move. Um, it'll be absolutely chock-a-block down there. And
1: yeah. though, though you could do re- refueling here, of course, if it, if it was a Creventic race, Joe would be in his shorts anyhow. Certainly so <laughs> be a lovely day for Joe. But the snow sitting on the rear wing actually being shoveled off the top, that's good to see. Not the snow, but it's the Get Speed Mercedes. We saw it tail into the barrier. Providing they haven't got two cars is and I haven't that, caught myself out. Say, Just check, that's, that's number two, or is it the sister I car? it's
2: the 23, that one, isn't it? Or,
1: oh, that uh, could be the Roast, uh, well, that could Yes, that could be the Janine Hill, John Schöffner, yes. Fabian Schiller, one of the other camera cars. Which is, uh, which is
2: also a GetSpeed Performance uh, entry, but sponsored by Rooster Rojo uh, R2 uh, J2 Racing. Um, and I think that was the car that we were seeing there, the... Uh, number 23 car as opposed to the number two the full pro entry for get speed performance
1: so even as the cars gather in the pit lane you can look at their front ends and they've got snow affixed to the noses it's just as they've been coming in the number 80 porsche being wheeled backwards and forwards that's a car running in the sp7 class that's Andreas simonson Swedish racer Patrick Kolb and Johannes Stengel car undamaged which is good to see but uh, snow stuck to the front and uh, starting to settle on the roof of course the car no longer moving at any speed at all but rather pleasingly being wheeled back into its pit garage to at least try and do something to keep the snow away it's cold it's wet it's trying to snow, and it is snowing it's at various points around the track, but it's one of those really wet snow days.
2: Yes, yes, it's, uh, it's one of those horrible, miserable ones where it gets into your bones, um, and, yeah, with ambient temperature of uh, only a couple of degrees Celsius and possibly less than that up in the mountains, um, and the dampness, it... Uh, really does need warm coats and hot uh, hot tea but still cars making their way into the garden and uh, well, these are the,
1: these are some of the front running the uh, a walking horse motorsport oh yes yeah, bmw so, so these so are some the of the lead group well, actually on no, their
2: second lap
1: on their second lap but actually frankly paul i'm quite disappointed there aren't so many people sitting in the grandstands anymore i feel the the hardiness and the or foolhardiness yes, as yes, well it's as it's the hardiness quotient isn't quite what it normally is but of course if the red flag is flying that's your opportunity plenty of things they might have gone off to the museum or gone to get a coffee or somewhere in that main conference get centre. get down into the paddock you see because all exactly. the cars
2: are now in the pit lane and you can get into the paddock um but uh yeah, still cars making their way back. And uh. only after we get them all back are we then going to be able to uh, uh, see what decision is made. The thing that concerns me slightly is that this shot that uh, we're seeing at the moment, which I think oh. is just coming uh, off the end of the dotting O'Hoa, um there is very little, there has been very little improvement in the weather since the red flag was shown, and that's good 20 minutes ago now, Bruce. So yeah. I,
1: I just but this is the good end of the circuit in terms uh, of weather. Uh, it, the far end okay. is where the snow's settling. If you look yes. at the grass on either side yes. of Dottinger, we can see the grass around uh, Exmüller, Bergwerk, and that sort of two-thirds of a distance, half-distance around the lap, that's where it's settling full-time.
2: Yes, and you know, with the combination of the uh, settling of snow and the fog... Um, it really does uh, mean that there's going to have to be a substantial improvement before we get the race underway.
1: It's visibility that is the, is the key factor. Exactly, if it was yeah. the track is is not as wet as a, a full wet rain racy day, but it's not far off, and the, the snow is just on the cusp of being being rain but it's the lack of visibility particularly around the far end and they're doing exactly the right thing to bring the cars in because otherwise frankly it would be bedlam out there
2: yes and I mean uh, the with the temperatures so low of course the water on the track does become extremely slippery I- indeed so uh, cars continuing to find their way back home and into the pit lane And to give you a guide of the the part of the circuit that has better
1: visibility, there's a high camera angle looking at pit entry. In the background, you can just about make out the race control tower. There is the bridge over the straight, and you can only just make that out through the murk of the swirling snow. So it's not a case of being a little um, eager to bring them into the pits. It's an absolute essential Uh, moment in the race bring them off the circuit and even on the Grand Prix loop now the snow is starting to settle on the grass it's turning from green to white and we're going to await any further signals as to when racing is going to be underway but quite frankly Paul they can't send them out uh, anytime soon the weather changed fast before the start of the race but right now it seems to have settled in uh, that's
2: as I say you mentioned it uh, right at the start there wasn't a lot of wind and uh, times it did get gusty but when there isn't a lot of wind very often the Uh, cloud just gets itself into a little valley and settles there and uh, that seems to be what's happened at the Nürburgring this afternoon with uh, the race just into its second lap when the red flag was shown and uh, bringing matters to a conclusion after a great start has to be said from uh, Jens Klingman and also from uh, was it? Uh, it was Martin Tomczyk, wasn't it? Who yeah. uh, eventually we, we discovered was at the wheel of the Schnitzer BMW, and uh, he got himself into the lead, um, making the most of a second row of the grid start that uh, had been achieved for him by Sheldon van der Linde. But uh, the Schnitzer BMW then having got itself ahead of the uh, Falcon BMW, those two cars being greeted by the red flag about halfway or a quarter of the way around their second racing lap.
1: The Um, car that started on pole, Paul, Christopher Meese in the Land Motorsport Audi, we saw him overtaken, as you just mentioned, by uh, Jens Klingman going down into the opening corner, but... uh, I just noticed that that's fallen back to fifth. So just as they got onto their second lap, we'll have to go back the other way. Uh, you know, Blake took the, the Dodge Viper up into fourth overall. The,
2: the Viper was going great yeah, guns, begun, wasn't it? Uh, not a car that we so often see uh, a long way forward, but uh, the... Um the, the Viper certainly doing very nicely indeed. And the other thing that I was looking forward to see what would happen, but of course nothing did, uh, was what progress might have been made by uh, either the Phoenix racing Audi that started from the pit lane uh, or the Conrad Lamborghini, which also started from the pit lane. They came through the bottom half, of the top, well, right at F- the end of 15th the 19th. Th- 15th and 16th. 15th and 16th, was it? Okay, so I had them as 19th and 20th. Oh, because,
1: because that, that, that they got to the next positional change point on the timing Yes, so they got round the red flag.
2: to the end of the second sector, um, and at that point the uh, the red flag was shown. Um, but uh, they, so they were certainly making uh, good progress those two, and I just wonder whether they actually were fitted with wet tyres, which is why they started the race from the pit lane. But, in in uh, fact,
1: I, I'm sure I'm sure you're correct in that, Paul, because we had an onboard camera car and we had the the, the Lamborghini go past.
2: Yeah, with considerable with, yes. Uh, and looking looking very strong indeed. So um, uh, the the, the silly thing is you you make good decisions like that uh, and then it's all for nothing because the race gets stopped. And as uh, we've been mentioning, if there is a restart, as far as I can work it out, it's going to be a restart from the original grid positions, uh, theoretically over the full race distance, although whether that's going to be possible, uh, I somewhat doubt.
1: Yeah, but you can but roll the dice. You've got to work with what's in front of you. But uh, yeah, certainly very good. Good run there from Tomczyk to put the BMW in the lead. That out, Car Collection Audi number 32 up into second place. The red Audi, not used to that livery yet. Used to take a while. The car Collection for long were they white and blue and blue and white, and uh, they've kept on changing their liveries. But the last few cars, I think, this, I think finally we got all the cars back, I think uh, uh, with the exception out. of a couple of safety cars going yes, around s- up service. to the final sequence of corners. The red flag still being flown here on the Nürburgring Nordschleife and uh, conditions difficult everywhere but particularly the far end of the circuit the, around the pits the visibility is poor the track is wet you don't want to go on the curbing you don't want to go on the grass but at least you can vaguely see what you're doing but at the far end you certainly can't
2: yeah and uh so uh, uh, i said earlier on it wasn't getting any better and uh, certainly now the snow getting worse so uh, uh conditions uh absolutely horrible as uh, all we can see is service vehicles coming in also a breakdown truck uh, coming in i'm sure if it's uh, laden or unladen but uh one of the many launch life fatbed vehicles making its way around to complete the lap and yes there is a car on the back of that so uh, i don't think it's the mercedes uh, the get speed mercedes which we saw parked uh with its tail in the barrier this is something else something
1: uh, white so and red and broken. There was a BMW at the side of the circuit. Yes, I think it's the Walkenhorst Motorsport BMW or one of uh, several Walkenhorst Motorsport BMWs. Okay. Car 34 it isn't because David Pittard's got that in 7th place overall. Car number 35 The Rudy Adams example. No, that's come through in 20th place overall. Car 36? I could keep on working down the order, but they have got plenty of cars, not just in SP9, but in some of the uh, other classes as well. All BMWs but uh, let's have a little look for the 36th entry of Peter Posavac, Andreas Ziegler and British racer Hunter Abbott scroll down obviously with 190, 183 stars as it could be a long way down the order but that could be the faller anyhow we will see start finish straight with no cars on the track uh, the track is now whitening up as uh, snow on the start finish straight is settling with nothing to disturb it and uh yeah. it doesn't look like the day we arrive to certainly things change. Yeah, it Andrew Siegler, thank you for letting me scroll down the screen, <laughs> is in 68th position, so that's not his. Anyhow, there are some cars in other classes <laughs> yes, from Auckland th- Horse th- Motorsport.
2: I think the, uh, the the live timing screen has about four cars out of the 183 that started that are not shown in the pits. I think all the rest uh, are being shown as pits, but there are about four that haven't made it back. Um, but, of course, if the car has come back on the back of a flatbed, then that would also trigger um, the transition saying that it's gone into the pits but uh, no, for the moment at least we um, just have to sit and wait uh, until we get uh, further information about what's going to happen but uh, certainly I see no prospects of getting this race underway for at least another half an hour um, the uh, weather conditions uh, certainly now getting worse although I suppose in a way the fact that uh, there has been at least a change, a bit of a breeze now. Um, we might be able to get uh, something underway, but uh, I think it would be not beyond the realms of possibility that uh, race control considering abandoning this altogether. It's just coming up towards 1 o'clock in the afternoon in Germany, and normally the race would be finished at 4. So I suppose they've got until around about 2 um, to be able to get something underway but if they're going to get something underway at two o'clock they're going to have to make that decision um, before half past one so they've got about 40 minutes for um, decision time I would say Bruce.
1: Yeah nobody comes the, to the Nürburgring without uh, quite a good weather facility to uh, check on what they're expecting and certainly this morning we thought yeah there might be flurries of rain the temperature seemed to suddenly dive and what started just as the cars were on the grid about 15 minutes before the start of the race a little flurry of rain and then, in no time at all, I was thinking, "Is that turning to snow? We still had a little little hail went through that metamorphosis, but um, who knows what their weather gods are uh, going to be bringing us, But the teams will know race control will have a, a vague idea they can 't tell by looking out the window. Visibility has improved in the past few minutes on the start finish straight and If it sounds as though uh, Paul and I are, are grasping at straws, we are to an extent as much as anybody else is today. We're hoping, we're praying the race will get underway all over again but uh, the red flag flown just after the leading bunch of cars went onto their second lap. Conditions at the far end of the circuit, very, very tricky indeed. Not just uh, wet track but snow in the air, snow settling on the grass, very poor visibility. Few cars making contact with the barriers and possibly with each other. However, I'd say everybody's done a really good job and race control of being right on it. That red flag being flown was absolutely the correct choice to make on uh, the racing action, and it took a considerable amount of time to get the others back to the pits. Don't forget, 183 starters, and uh, it was a very, very slow in lap. The track is now wet. Certain points, it's now being covered by light snow, but it's very wet snow, so that will, I suggest, melt fairly quickly. But it feels like ground zero. Further information will be announced when possible. The race is stopped. That's the latest graphic uh, from race control so it's the waiting game we had a couple of cars paul that decided from the sp9 class at the start of the field from the top 10 qualifiers that they would come in and start the pits start from the pits that was the number five phoenix racing audi of vincent Kolb, frank stipler and late edition jamie green and the number seven conrad motorsport lamborghini of michele di martino who was the driver at, and tom coronel they then went rocketing up through the pack and just as they were starting to make progress from the tail of that pack uh they Uh, the, the snow came and their guns were spiked but they played a very clever role of the dice and and you feel didn't receive the pat on the back that they they could well have done
2: it's uh, always a situation when you get uh, races that are held in changeable conditions because i always think you know oh you see the rain coming you dive for the pits get yourself onto wet weather tires uh, and then the race is stopped and you end up losing the race because you made a wise choice and the people who stayed out um don't so you mean uh, the
1: people who stayed out and because they weren't on wet weather tires crashed and brought an end to the race
2: Quite, um, but uh, anyway, we <laughs> will um, we'll we'll have to wait and see on on what happens on this one. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, the other thing which I thought was a tantalising possibility with the conditions as they were was the fact that the GT3 cars are completely the wrong thing to have in weather conditions like this. Um, and what you could have seen was an SP7 class car uh, or one of the other lower class cars really mixing it. Because if it would be a full four hours, because they have better fuel consumption, they can do one less pit stop over the course of the race. Um, and you could actually see a right mix up in the in the class Pecking order, if you will, um, but um, you know, it's uh, it, with the race being stopped. Obviously, you know, all bets are off until we get uh, an improvement, but. Hmm. I think, uh, as I say, for the moment, it is just going to be a waiting game until we find out what race control can advise us.
1: Yeah, and I think they're very aware that if they make a decision one minute, a minute later, it could have changed all over again. That's been the story of this morning. Dry track for qualifying. Rene Rast took pole position and uh, with a fantastic lap. Eight minutes, zero seconds, 0.076 in the Monteplast Audi. That has fallen down in the running order with his teammate Christopher Meese at the wheel to fifth. But uh, conditions went from spring sunshine to getting colder to the arrival of rain. That turned into snow and that turned into poor visibility. That produced the red flag. So it is a waiting game while race control and the race directors decide what they need to do. This VLN2 listening to me, Bruce Jones and Paul Truswell on RS3. Plenty of action for the Radio Show Limited uh, broadcast this weekend. Today we've got uh, on RS1 the Michelin Le Mans Cup qualifying and race elms qualifying and then of course all the imps are action on uh, rs2 so plenty of action sadly told, not for us but paul the total optimist the visibility is improving it's,
2: it's certainly improving and uh, one of my spies who's uh, in the pit lane tells me that uh, the weather is actually calming down um, on the grand prix track um, but that probably just means that he's been uh, given a woolly hat and a, another overcoat to wear um, but uh, as uh, as we've mentioned a number of times before i think the problem is that the uh, even if it does improve um there is no clear indication um, that I've had that it will then be improving for good and that if all it does is improve uh, just to come in again about half an hour later or an hour later then there's no point in getting things underway so they'll be looking not just at the weather conditions actually now at the north for where they are but also what the forecast is looking like for the remainder of the afternoon and uh, hopefully they'll be able to give some uh, give some guidelines and we can just uh, uh, hope for wisdom
1: Well, wisdom is a wonderful thing. I always hope to attain it. But uh, the director of of the TV show has decided we're not going racing anytime soon. And they're going to actually run on the live stream a documentary starting at the top of the hour in two minutes time about Kissling Motorsport. So you will have something to watch. But that just goes to prove I'm sure they could spike it if suddenly we go racing again. But just remember what we said at the start of the day. Rain coming in and out through the course of the day of course we've not got rain but well, we have we've also got snow so it's not as though we were expecting something this morning going to be clear this afternoon so and it the, could be snow all day
2: and the problem is that the snow that is on the runoff areas isn't going to melt because it's not warm enough um the temperature is is just barely above freezing point so um if the sun would come out then even so even though we have the sun out i don't think that snow is going to melt easily um and if I was in race control, I would be unhappy even running a race meeting where there is snow on the runoff areas, for all the reasons we've already talked about, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm not happy with this at all um, because I think we might have had it for the day, but uh, I, there's that optimist in me, well, uh, if I was in the grandstand, I'd um, I'd still be... You would be going home, you'd be waiting I'd, I'd be waiting t- until we were told
1: Yeah, uh, Gosh, just over a year ago goodwood members meeting standing there in about minus 400 degrees the wind cutting through well, and yet the sight of people with snow flurrying and cars formula 5000 cars going out on slick tires that bit warmed my
2: heart and that was an event though bruce wasn't it i wasn't there but um, there was snow on runoff areas and the racing continued
1: yeah in Venice, i mean <laughs> goodwood a very very fast track but uh, they adjusted as much as they could but you're further up here altitude wise the track, the, your visibility lines around the Nordschleifer are uh, frequently very poor indeed. And they have to consider and, that. You have blind yeah. entries to corners.
2: And the other thing you have to consider, Bruce, is the, um, and this is not against the members meeting, but it is very much more to do with um, the the spirit of the racing. The Goodwoods member meeting is ultimately a, um, a mechanism for gentlemen to enjoy themselves with their race cars. The VLN is a serious national racing championship, which is uh, for points. It's for a championship. Uh, It's a it's a big thing. So, um, you know, I think that is something which is um, very much uh, makes everything very much more serious uh, and means perhaps that people don't think quite as clearly when they're racing as they do perhaps when the members meeting.
1: Yeah, I see where you're going with that one, Paul. <laughs> Unfortunately, they couldn't see what they were doing today, where they were heading today. So, we have a hiatus at Nürburgring. We had... It is the Green Hell, the famously the famous name for the circuit. And today, it's uh, very much at the hell end of the scale. And hopefully, we will be going racing again. We're at the point we should have celebrated the completion of the first hour of VLN2. We started uh, between 15 and 20 minutes late. And uh, really... How much longer? It was about 10 minutes after that, the red flag flew, just as the leading cars were going out onto, onto their second lap. The snow has very much got in the way. It does look as though it's melting. It's still falling, but the fact is, it's all over the off, uh, of the areas around the sides of the track.
2: I've got a message through from Adam Christodoulou. Uh, can you start singing, do you want to build a snowman? Uh, no, I don't Adam. know the words, Paul. You'll have to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, <laughs> the listeners nice, on RS3,
1: turning off in their droves.
2: Yes, yeah, quite. Uh, so thanks adam but uh so good luck with adam's snowman building exploits
1: yes i'm sure there are many many songs that could be applicable to the scenario as <laughs> as we have it but uh the fact is the race is stopped for now the red flag was flown right choice absolutely the right choice and uh for those who just do this for fun they will consider if they want to go on Who those who are simple aim is not just to get ultimate track time but uh try and score points in the vln they'll be waiting and certainly not considering packing their cars up as yet
2: well i suppose from the point of view of uh, of championship you do drop two scores anyway from the championship um what i don't know is quite what the regulations are if we lose a round whether that then becomes one of your two dropped scores uh or whether it becomes uh an eight round championship but uh i think we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves uh in, in saying that because as i say we've uh, got a good half an hour before um we know for sure what's uh, going to happen i would say um and i would think that the race organizers will be looking at around about half past one before uh making any decision about uh whether to get things underway again
1: yeah i, th- I think you're right the fact that they have uh, dropped a 26 minute uh program about Kissling motorsport onto their live stream suggests <laughs> that they know they're not going to be uh well if they have to they'll cut across it but largely i think as a decision has been taken they're going to wait half an hour because as we said paul the weather was changing by the moment and a decision made now would probably be wrong in 2 or 3 minutes time so it's far better just to be sure that it's going mean, to wait but it's only going to be away for now because the weather's supposed to be coming in and out through the course of the day
2: exactly so the other thing to consider is when you've got over 180 um people uh at in the entry list and uh or 180 cars on the entry list something like 300 or 400 drivers milling around um they they have to be kept busy somehow or another and um the best way to keep them busy is to get them out and get them going racing so uh, that would be the ideal uh solution to it And i'm sure the race uh control will get the race underway if they possibly can but it does mean that uh For the moment, at least, they just have to be patient, but they do have to consider the safety aspects on top of that.
1: Yeah, so so it seems, don't expect anything before. About
2: 25 past, 26 minutes past
1: the hour, weather eye on the weather. But uh, I must say, any shots we've seen recently of the circuit have been... Uh, Not at the sort of weather you'd really want to go out racing on an easy circuit, but this is the Nordschleife we're talking about, and it's far from easy. Uh, Just to reiterate, around the twisty back part of the Nordschleife, someone could have a spin around a corner, and that's what they can't afford, that you come around the corner, you can't see them because there's a blind exit, the point you're turning in. Caution is very much the byword around here uh, for for all the crews, and... uh, I think the right decision has been taken much as we'd love to see the cars going around I think if you put them out on the circuit the red flag we brought out because cars were in the barriers or into each other's so uh, very much uh, the wise thing to do but uh, I think messages will be quite quiet from race control for a while because they they are sim- simply sitting on top of everything that's happening and uh, being. Comp- we're going to wait until they're truly confident that the weather is where it needs to be to restart and it's not just about the skies clearing Paul it's about... The edge of the circuit being, uh, you know, not covered in snow anymore, for for all sorts of reasons. Not just so they can see where the the edge of the track is.
2: Uh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. So uh, we'll uh, see, uh, say, uh, what uh, information we get as and when uh, as and when we get it. Just uh, checking through any messages to see if there is anything that uh, gives us an indication as to when when or if we might get uh, underway once again. But uh, at the moment, it seems that uh, everything is in the hands of the uh, wise folk in race control.
1: I am actually quite enjoying have a little look at the Kistling Motorsport uh, documentary, because, of course, not so long ago, we saw them fielding three astros, the like of Mar- um, Marcus Ostreich, driving one Falker Strychek. And they were such a backbone of uh, German motorsport for so long. But in fact, looking back, you just realise how many different sorts of cars they ran over the years from Billy Kissling.
2: Indeed, I mean, I, I'm i uh, immediately made to think of uh, what was Dealer Team Vauxhall, um, uh, which was kind of the, the UK equivalent of uh, the Dealer Team Opel, uh, or um, yes, Kissling who ran Vauxhall Opels for uh, for so long, and uh, obviously. Um, full of enthusiasm for the sport and uh, yeah great to watch um, some of the old footage that uh, makes you remember just how uh, long and varied a history the Nordschleife has and uh, uh, this area of Germany which has become a real hub of uh, the motorsport industry.
1: Yeah I was, I was going to say if you've not been to the Nürburgring Nordschleife you know you have to but what's sprung up across the road in in path is just extraordinary. There is a whole industry, not just tyre suppliers, race teams, et al, et al. So if you're a local hotelier, you're laughing. You've got people staying year round. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why so many people just come out, even midweek, just to see what's hurl, being hurled around the Nordschleife. Every manufacturer wants to go and play in it now.
2: And, uh, <clears throat> I mean, l- last weekend, as I say, having, uh, had the opportunity to, uh, to visit and have some time at uh, my leisure, um, not all of the time was spent, uh, doing the tourist laps because, um, there is a, um, a massive uh, spectator enclosure at Brunchen. If you're familiar with the of the Brunchen spectator area is one of the easiest to get to because it's just off the, uh, the main road. Um, And it was doing a roaring trade in uh, hamburgers, hot dogs, uh, uh, and various other bits of food. And uh, you could uh, go down there, terrific atmosphere, uh, people just watching other people do tourist laps. Um, And so not just a case of of, um, just people entertaining themselves on the track, but uh, having fun watching other people go round and round.
1: So, in fact, we're just going to go off, off air for a, a short while. We'll be back at uh, 20 past on RS3 because nothing is happening at the Nürburgring Nordschleife VLN2. Snow has hit. It's wet. The t- red flag has been flown. And they won't make a decision until the bottom of the hour about going racing again. And you have to say it's a long shot, but uh, never say never. So from 20 past, we'll be back on on RS3.